0: back. welcome to every horror movie on netflix the show where we watch review and discuss every horror movie on netflix i'm steven i'm here as always with my faithful co-host patrick hey and chris hi there how you guys doing i'm doing great, great.
1: fantastic what could be better
0: what could be better We had, we had a lot of fun on thursday night april fools with our live stream how do you guys think it went
2: Dude, I'm still basking in the afterglow of that. It was so much more fun than I even anticipated. I, I think we were all kind of like, ah, maybe we'll get online and it'll be awkward and we'll get back off in like 10 minutes. But a lot of you tuned in. You were super goddamn engaged. There were like 300 comments in the Facebook chat. Mm-hmm. Me and Chris jumped on Instagram afterwards. We live streamed for three hours. It was crazy god bless something you.
1: something only only two narcissists would do that but, <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> what was it like over on instagram i mean i popped in for a little bit trolled a little popped in and out but uh
1: it was good and you know it was, it was more fun for me because it was easier for me to follow the chat on instagram mm. than on facebook at least the way uh, i had things set up on my end so i don't know it was nice we got we got a good group of fans pleasure to pleasure to get to know everybody and yeah answer their questions and stuff
2: yeah i think we should do it again sometime i think we definitely yeah. should you know people were asking for that so i think we'll have to respond to that request one way or another Well, so we're here today to discuss the
0: 2013 uh, sequel, Scary Movie 5, but before we get into it... Was it made in
1: 2013? I would never have guessed, watching this movie, that was made in
0: 2013. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely doesn't announce its age right at the very beginning.
1: (laughs) I would not not have picked the year, the month, to the date (laughs) watching this movie.
0: Well, before we get into it, I'm sure we have a lot to say about that
2: one. Have you guys been up to anything horror-related? the past yeah. couple of weeks tangentially i guess uh chris and i both watched king kong versus godzilla directed godzilla by versus kong. It's king kong versus godzilla in my goddamn book hashtag team kong all the way over here oh
1: my god people who are on team <laughs> kong are dead to me i just can't def- i don't understand but um yeah, it was a movie that does build your sympathy for Kong, uh, so. No, but
2: it's directed, more. directed by a monolam Adam Wingard, director of Death Note, and of course, the much better horror movie, You're Next, but I had a great goddamn time with this movie. Chris, I, we were talking a little before the show, and I'm sensing you didn't enjoy it quite as much.
1: I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I'm pretty naive to Godzilla. I really enjoyed Godzilla 2014. I enjoyed Godzilla King of the Monsters, which a lot of people didn't like this movie when, when they're fighting, it's good when they're fighting. It's good. But, um, my biggest complaint with this movie is I did not recognize the world that this movie took place in. It really, it really leans into kind of like, uh, fantasy. Marvel-esque, like, people are flying around in spaceships and there's teleportation and like all kinds of stuff. What that um, just just it, It's a lot less grounded than the other two movies in the series, and Godzilla King of the Monsters was not that grounded. Teleportation. Let me ask you this. I, I am going
0: to watch this movie. Um, I don't care too much about spoilers. We talked a little bit before the cast, but my problem with these big monster movies is always that they focus too much on Scientists doing science shit. Um, characters that like barely have arcs to make us connect to them. Is there a lot of that in this movie? It will not be a problem in this movie.
2: Oh, well, I I don't know. I I think they still to some degree make more attempt than you might expect to build up mm. characters that you care about. Some of them carry over from previous movies in this new monster verse, but for the most part, the most energy is put into Kong and Godzilla being characters who. Do have personality who you do care about, Kong more so than Godzilla, and that's not just my hashtag Team Kong bias coming out, but the focus is very much on the big, dumb lizard punching the big, dumb monkey. Okay, great. I
1: I disagree. I disagree, and I would like to see a breakdown of the runtime of the movie, because Kong and Godzilla fight on a few fleeting occasions, um, and when they fight, it's great but there's a lot of there's a lot of that stuff you're talking about steven only they're not scientists doing like science as we know it it's just like i don't know it's it, it's weird
2: that is it's, that's interesting chris i mean that's a take because generally like the one criticism i've seen leveled at the movie in general is that it doesn't put a lot of effort into developing the human characters which i found to be true and i thought there it was doesn't what's that they're
1: on screen for a long period they're they're on screen more than godzilla and kong Mm. they just are not doing anything interesting Mm.
2: i don't know it gave me more than my money's worth and my entertainment value as far as just big dumb fight scenes i yeah the first time i forget who punches who first but the first time one of them punched the other i just laughed out loud i was like yes
1: yeah that's all fantastic no complaints with that, and and maybe I was just in the wrong mood to receive the rest of the stuff, but um, I don't know. I will say Mi- the mixed reviews. I'm not gonna say I hated it. The, the Godzilla and Kong fighting, a good time was had by all.
2: The winner in the book is unquestionable in my mind. Like there's no argument to be made about who wins. The oh
1: yeah, I mean, there's no Freddy versus Jason situation. No, there's, yeah, there's there's a very, there's a very clear victor. Yeah.
0: Here, here's the question. Do we lose?
2: <laughs> Honestly, yes. O-
1: only if you live in Hong Kong. There are,
2: <laughs> there are so many 9-11s that happen in this movie as a result of this fight. And, and I think they made a choice to cut away from buildings just collapsing. Because they do smash into buildings so many times, but they... It's. I feel like it was actually a creative choice that they made to minimize the number of buildings that you actually see collapsing because they absolutely lay waste to Hong Kong.
1: Yeah, stark contrast to Godzilla twenty fourteen, which was like the whole last hour of that movie it was like, "Hey, you guys remember nine eleven? You guys remember nine eleven? Hey, does this remind you of anything?" <laughs>
2: um, Anyways, fun movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I've been pretty derelict in my my horror fandom lately. I don't have anything to share, really. Um, Anything else, guys?
2: Oh, I read The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor LaVal at Stephen's recommendation. I also read the extraordinarily racist H.P. Lovecraft story that it's based on as a, uh, uh, you know, pre reading material for it. Um, As as I said, it's based on the horror at Red Hook. Uh, Just, I think it's generally known as, like, the most racist of H. P. Lovecraft's many racist stories, right? Uh, I, I would say probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just a few years ago, actually, the, uh, Victor Laval, who is a black author, rewrote the story from uh, largely from the point of view of a black character, um, and yeah, it was very enjoyable. Um, just an interesting sort of literary exercise to recontextualize this whole thing, especially because, at least based on how Victor Laval dedicates the book he writes it with at least some admiration for Lovecraft. Like he seems to enjoy Lovecraft while also obviously recognizing the story's racism and wanting to re um, yeah, again, recontextualize that.
0: Yeah. That's been kind of a trend lately. A Lovecraft country, I think fits into that, yeah. that same vein as well, oh, um, yeah. which is cool to see because you can't deny Lovecraft's influence on horror and in pop culture at large. Um, but, man, some of that stuff is almost
2: unreadable through through yeah. today's lens. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Well, very cool.
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I sure did.
0: Well, why don't we move on to the, the main course here. 2013's Scary Movie
2: 5. Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan sex tape.
0: I have to say, Patrick, you you texted us yesterday saying you laughed your ass off in the first five minutes. I did as well. It's- I.
2: <laughs> it's hilarious. Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan are uh, hooking up at the beginning of the movie, and about three minutes in, I mean, it's all filmed from a, a security camera, a la Paranormal Activity, and there's an extended scene of like their night of debauchery as they're like going through all these like acrobatic. Poses and stuff except all sped up as things do to pass time in the paranormal activity movies and so it's got i think the benny hill music is literally yeah, playing like, in the background socks. yeah <laughs> and there's like a horse jumping into the bed and just all this shit going on it was i don't know i found it extremely comical actually i i was almost slightly ashamed to be laughing so hard at a scary movie so soon into the movie
1: it it was amusing. I had never. I've never seen any of the scary movie movies yeah. uh, in, until right now. So uh, me neither. It was a, a new experience for me. And, and overall, I have some, some thoughts and feelings that I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, it, it definitely opens with this time stamp where it's like, hey, remember when people were making Lindsay Lohan jokes? Remember when people were making Charlie Sheen jokes? Yeah. Here's the thing. And,
0: I feel like that was like two to three years before this movie was even written, that people were making those jokes. Like, it feels dated upon arrival.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's, it's more in sync with the Lindsay Lohan scandal, I think, than the Charlie Sheen uh, scandal. Can I tell you something? I think Charlie Sheen's just playing his kind of uh, his his well-trodden Charlie Sheen ladies' man kind of role, rather than the like post meltdown Charlie Sheen.
0: Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of a confession here. Like this is going to sound silly, but this was so long ago that like I don't even remember what the lindsey lohan scandal was i don't even remember what lindsey lohan is famous for <laughs> like well, it's just that, been wiped out of my mind at mean this point.
2: girls oh yeah Mean well, girls. that's okay. the thing i actually did a lindsey lohan double feature yesterday i watched uh scary movie five in the afternoon and i watched mean girls at night which is probably the opposite of the times of day yeah I this
0: would have, have been really this, but... scary with all the lights off patrick <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lindsay Lohan, our yeah, greatest well, I mean, American it's, it's,
1: actress. It's it's kind of hits differently today, um, especially in wake of like, you know, the Britney Spears documentary and everything, because mm-hmm. it's kinda of like Lindsay Lohan was just another kind of young actress who was put in the public eye and scrutinized to death and, you know, didn't deal with it especially well and got ridiculous amounts of tabloid attention and, and late night jokes directed at her. Um, for for you know, crashing her car (laughs) basically, you know, um,
2: was that what it was? I, I like Steven also don't remember. I mean, she, she was, I don't know. Uh, I mean, she,
1: I think she's had substance abuse problems. I don't know if it was drugs or alcohol or what, but, um, she did get, I think arrested or she crashed her car or something like that. I mean, who knows it's ancient history, but yeah, it was very timely at the time. Um, I guess credit to Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan for being in this and playing themselves and laughing along with that stuff, but it's a little bit depressing if you if you scratch the surface.
0: It's it's <laughs> extra depressing because neither of them is even trying to turn in a performance. Like they are just so <laughs> dead-eyed Funny. and wooden. Almost all of Charlie Sheen's dialogue is eighty-yard for some
1: unknown reason. <laughs> I mean, that's that's Charlie Sheen in general. Yeah, I guess though.
2: so. I mean, frankly, I barely remember what the Charlie Sheen controversy even was at this point. I remember him like going off on some coke-addled rant and saying winning, but that's it. I mean, I think that was it, right? He just like kind of went on a public, yeah. He
1: he he, like had a feud with the people who were making Two and a Half Men, and he like got fired, and he did like a press tour, and he got increasingly more strung out, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's a a one-man show, yeah.
0: It's a <laughs> I played, like, two, n- two dates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do kind of remember that. <laughs> that was wild. Um, but it's a fitting opening to set the tone for this movie, because so much of the humor um, is dependent upon your knowledge or familiarity with the pop culture of the day. Um, what, what were the hot horror movies? Apparently, oh, yeah. they thought Mama was... A box office smash worthy of parody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, so so Uh. so the movie basically, like you know, if if you're not familiar with a scary movie, and you probably are, you know, basically it's it's a broad spoof of horror movies and general pop culture of whatever era, you know, whatever year the movie was was produced in. Um, This movie hinges a lot on the plot of Mama, which I have not seen and am probably less likely to want to see after having seen this movie. It's not that great. Um,
0: And you're not a Jessica Chastain fan, right? I seem to remember you.
1: I have no no issue with Jessica Chastain. I'm not a Zero Dark Thirty fan, sight unseen. Okay. um, (laughs) (laughs) You um, know,
2: actually, Mama was a big box office success it grossed 146 million dollars against a 15 million dollar budget yeah that was a big hit
0: i feel like when i heard of that movie i thought it was like a like a kind of hidden gem or something that's wild to me
2: yeah what? I, I i it's been a while since i watched i remember liking it it didn't blow my mind or anything but it was solid
0: it's typical of what andy Muschietti would do with the the first it movie it's it's very sentimental Almost in like a Garamel del Toro way that usually rubs me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's got some cool effects in it and, you know spooky th- mood these
1: these kids kept saying mama in this movie and i was like mama i feel like that was a movie i think that i'm missing something here um but you know that totally kind of missed that but it, it basically hinges on mama paranormal activity or, or one of the paranormal activities and surprisingly it leans a lot on black swan yes <laughs> which, which that i was planet not of, expecting that planet the, of
2: the apes
0: and yeah, Rise Planet of Planet the of the Apes and the Evil Dead remake, which came out a week before oh, this yeah. in theaters. Oh wow! <laughs> which is so weird to me.
2: Huh? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, because they were just like goofing on elements of the trailer from that movie. Then, pretty much. I mean, the
0: remake is so similar in so many ways to the original that you can just kind of make some yeah. of the gags in the first two Evil Dead movies and and, and make it seem to tie in well enough, at least i don't know yeah but like i
2: I forget does she slit her tongue in the original evil dead i think that was an elaboration of the remake
1: oh i don't remember it's been a long time Mm. yeah so so watching this movie kind of gave me the same sensation i get reading this book that i have best editorial cartoons of the year (laughs) 1999 edition (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's like, wow, you, you know, own that that's crazy I own this I, I have it
1: from 1999 but like you know uh, there's just little cartoons and you look at them and you're like man I think that was going on in Congress in 1999 <laughs> I don't yeah. know how many, yeah, let I mean, me ask you this got,
0: how many poop jokes are in that book how many, jo- how many jokes are there about babies being
1: set on fire well here's the thing about this scary movie um I was shocked shocked at the at the frequency of jokes. There is probably this movie probably averages thirty to fifty jokes a minute
2: <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's it's almost up to like thirty rock speeds.
1: I would like to take a little like clicker and just click every time there's a sight gag or, or, or a line <laughs> dialogue, whether it lands or not. Because most of the time the com- the jokes don't land, but when you're firing them that quick, you can have a pretty fucking funny movie with like a one percent hit ratio.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the old you know a room full of monkeys with typewriters. Like one of them will
1: type a Shakespeare play. So it works I mean i I was um, I had a smile on my face throughout this movie, whether I was laughing or not, just because something amusing was always happening, literally second after second.
0: Oh, see for me, this movie wore out its welcome within five minutes, probably, like pretty much the second that opening scene dragged on a little bit too long, and it never recovered. I found it exhausting because, yeah, you're right, it's joke after joke after joke. Almost none of them are even remotely funny to me. Um, I knew to expect a lot of just kind of casual racism and misogyny and homophobia in this movie. But
1: Not as even, bad as I expected, actually. It was more
0: racist than I expected it to be. But then again, it's a vastly different conscious now, even just, you know eight or nine years later
2: yeah i mean it, even the bit in the opening five minutes that got me you know the yakety sex yakety sex one might say oh, bit clever in the in the charlie and Lindsay sex scene um like gets repeated that that specific gag gets repeated so many times because they're just playing out the paranormal activity thing of you know the camera speeding up and silly things happening as people you know move around the room sped up that there has to be like at least five maybe bordering on 10 repetitions of that gag
0: oh yeah the 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 human stop motion thing it happens like every yeah. 10 minutes in this movie it's kind of yeah. the opposite of Zack snyder in a way <laughs> <laughs> kind of, i wish he would do that every once in a while I,
1: but i i thought it was i don't know i i thought that stuff was funny enough i don't know it's like what are you expecting um something i thought was really refreshing was that most of the jokes like are actually written or they're set up or it's like, you know, this is a movie that's like trying to entertain. And I haven't watched a comedy movie like this in a long time. And I feel like most of the comedy movies that come out these days are like, look, we cast some comedians and they're going to riff on each other. And like having actually like a joke that's actually in the script or like my favorite joke. in the thing is, is the, the main uh, heroine is, uncomfortable stepping into the role of being like a new adoptive parent and she's holding up the baby and she's like what's that smell and you think that the baby pooped its diaper and then there's a wide shot and you see that she's holding the baby underneath a propane outdoor heater and the baby's head is smoking on
2: fire honestly yeah that was hilarious all of the gags that involved her like holding a baby doll where you can already tell in the shot that it's not a real baby because there are some shots where there is a real baby but anytime that she has a fake baby it's you can tell immediately yeah. and i would just start to smile because i knew that something absurd was going to happen to the baby like her turning around and smashing its head into a door frame or whatever that stuff i i i hate to say it but it was hilarious to me
1: yeah it was hilarious i'm not afraid to say it i'll say it they won't say it i'll say it it was a funny movie
0: i can't believe you guys i mean i'm delighted you had a good time with this but i oh
2: Oh, i was cringing almost the entire way through do not mistake me praising a handful of jokes in this for saying that I overall had a good time with it because I did not.
0: Yeah, uh, did you have fun with the 15 minutes of credits and bloopers <laughs> that padded up into the I did. This actually, movie? Some, I did. Yeah,
2: actually some of the bloopers I thought were funny and I liked the little peek behind the scenes. I watched them all. Did
1: you see the post credits scene?
2: I did not. Um
0: I forget. I what saw that there was one, but I was like, i There's a post credit scene out.
1: where they go back to Charlie Sheen, and <laughs> it turns out the, the whole movie was a dream that Charlie Sheen had, oh. and then fake Leonardo DiCaprio has the Inception machine, and he's like, don't worry, the Inception worked. Lindsay Lohan's on her way over right now, and then Lindsay <laughs> Lohan smashes through the wall in a car <laughs> and, and hands Charlie Sheen the keys and says, you were driving. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I still have wow, a feeling wow, that wow. It, I'm laugh I would laugh
0: harder at hearing you retell it than actually watching the scene though.
1: Maybe. I I feel I would venture to say, maybe you just didn't go into this movie with an open enough mind. I did like me. You like me. So you're like, I'm inclined to listen and laugh to what Chris says, but you go into this movie and you're like, I, this is Charlie Sheen. I don't like, no, I wasn't. (laughs) I mean, I did
0: not enjoy most of this film, but it wasn't so unpleasant that I didn't have a little bit of fun engaging with it. I mean, I went in expecting to laugh. I love the first two scary movies. Unapologetically. <laughs> I mean, sorry. You said. I mean, did you laugh? Uh, twice. So I laughed in the opening scene, and I laughed. This was. I thought this was a brilliant gag, and I. It took me a, a half a second to realize what they were doing. So there's a parody of Darren Aronofsky's filmmaking style, where the, yes. the, the, oh, the
1: as the best, part. Yes. The, that was the, the, wife is, the wife is
0: walking up to the dance academy, and it keeps like resetting to her like like. <laughs> starting back to where she wasn't and walking and it cuts like three times each time and then she goes backwards <laughs> Oh, and yeah, and it's perfect!
1: It's, fashion, that, it's, yeah. like,
2: it's like a handheld like yeah. over the yeah. shoulder shot it's oh it's that was so good that was so good <laughs> that was
0: genuinely hilarious i applaud them yeah. for that I, yeah. I was
1: yeah like i said i was not it was i love black swan the movie and it was very fun to just see black swan uh, they commit so hard to spoofing Black Swan. <laughs> they do. It's kind of a charming. Significant portion of the time. And they covered, like, damn near the whole movie of Black Swan. Right.
0: Oh, I laughed a third time. So, pretty much any, maybe four, uh, anytime Molly Shannon is on screen, I laughed. I mean, I always mm. find her hilarious. She plays the kind of you know the the elderly leather faced the smoking drinking dancer
1: i could not place her for a minute and like the first time i saw her on screen i was like is that d snyder what (laughs) (laughs) no offense i just that was my first i was like who's that person (laughs) like like i know this is someone i'm supposed to recognize wow but you mistook her for a man (laughs) that's why to me
2: i I actually didn't realize it was molly shannon until the credits either i i guess the character was funny enough i guess in the movie the funniest part regarding her character though was the bloopers where ashley tisdale was trying to keep a straight face while molly shannon has, has like crutches and braces on her legs from an accident i forget actually what happens to her but they're in the bathroom and molly shannon is trying to get into a bathroom stall with all her crutches and shit (laughs) and molly shannon is just playing it for all it's worth and (laughs) actually tisdale could not hold it together
0: i have a question for you guys so there were a lot of actors in this movie that i felt like i was supposed to know who they were in real life and i had no clue did did you guys suffer any of this confusion? Like I thought the two leads were supposed to be relatively famous. People.
1: No, um, the one thing that really flew me for a loop is when there's the Inception spoof. There's a woman playing Leonardo DiCaprio's wife, and she looked incredibly familiar to me, and I couldn't place who it was. Turns out it's the mom from Thirteen Reasons Why. That's how I recognized her. Uh-oh. She's been in some other things too that Patrick might know her from, but
2: yeah. Really?
1: no yeah there's
2: definitely some celebrity cameos where i think like you know a lot of it is just like it, it it's not my musical wheelhouse but like mac miller is in this i don't know mac Rest in peace Bow oh wow is, he, it, hold is on. in this
0: is mac miller the guy who's hanging out with snoop dogg yeah, yeah. Oh, okay okay yeah i figured he yeah. was supposed to be a musician or rapper of some sort but yeah. i did not recognize his face
2: yeah, Bow Wow is in this. Who I couldn't pick Bow Wow out of a lineup. You know, Usher um, is in it at one point in inexplicably. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I like know Usher, but I like I actually couldn't tell you like what Usher's face looks like. He's the most know?
1: gorgeous man in the world. That's how you <laughs> recognize Usher.
2: Well, he showed up, and I was like, "Oh, this has to be someone who I'm supposed to like actually know." And I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, Usher." Gotcha. Well, the,
0: so the wife, I felt like was supposed to be someone famous because.
2: I mean, she's famous-ish. Like, Ashley Tisdale has been in some some something. She's sort of a name.
0: But there are lots of jokes about her being, you know, like a punk rocker. There's a whole extended scene where she's playing bass that felt really inexplicable to me. And I was just like, is this a gag for people who know who's... Like, is she in a band? I have no clue. I've never seen this person in my
2: life. That's a Mama reference. Jessica Chastain's character is like a punk rocker in that. (gasps) Oh,
0: (laughs) yeah, you're right. Wow, I haven't seen that in a very long time. Okay, yeah. yeah, I thought that so was like I, a riff on the actress herself.
2: I think I, they're trying to actually poke fun at Jessica Chastain and suggest that Jessica Chastain was kind of miscast in that role. She which was. I, I think you could make that argument, because basically the joke is that it's Ashley Tisdale who is, like, white and blonde and not particularly edgy. And so at some point she, like, someone rips off her, like, punker wig. And, and her, her tattoos. Her fake <laughs> tattoo sleeve, Yeah.
1: Uh, something I thought was interesting is how this movie uses celebrity impersonators with no fucks given. Like, you know, we have Leonardo DiCaprio show up. And, and for a minute... And I he,
2: think it might be Leonardo DiCaprio. For a minute,
1: it passes as Leonardo it DiCaprio. It does. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he consistently passed quite well as Leonardo DiCaprio for me. But I
0: was like, not. damn. He's like a Tim and Eric version good. of <laughs> DiCaprio. It's just like yeah. very uncanny. I loved it.
1: and And then like... About uh, a quarter of the way into the movie, I was like, is this Morgan Freeman doing the voiceover? And then it's a Morgan Freeman impersonator doing the voiceover. And
0: a really damn good one. That kind of (laughs) blew
1: my mind. It would be a joke if Morgan Freeman were doing the voiceover, right? Yeah. It would just be it would just be a joke. But the fact that it's a Morgan Freeman impersonator kind of makes it even funnier.
2: <laughs> and yet, like there are also recognizable characters who show up who look nothing like they do in the movies. Like there's a fairly extended riff involving Fifty Shades of Grey and Christian Grey, and the guy who plays Christian Grey looks. Nothing like Christian Gray in the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, and nothing like, honestly, what you would even expect Christian Gray to look like. That was very strange casting to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did, did that really ruffle your feathers as a big
2: Fifty Shades of Grey fan, Patrick? It did. I am an unabashed fan of those movies. They're terrible. but Oh, I, I was just loved, kidding. Holy I shit. I love those movies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, no. I actually
2: love the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. I, I Well, I've never seen the third one, sadly, but I saw the first two in the theaters, and they were hilarious. They were a riot.
1: Ah, I've never seen him, but do, but I like you know the I like the tropes. I like its place in pop culture, um, and yeah, we get a little five minute sequence or whatever where they go into Fifty Shades of Greyland.
2: There, there were some good gags in that scene. I like when he hands her like the champagne. I think it's a champagne glass, oh, yeah. and the camera pulls back, and there's like little like nipple clamps basically that yeah. would like, like pinch your ro- nipples like if you robotics. bring the glass close <laughs> enough to drink. Yeah, they're that clacking was, that was funny. at her
1: like like Doctor Octopus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. or like he offers her a chair and the dildo just pops out of the bottom of the chair or the seat of the chair that was funny
0: i recognize i recognize those as jokes i didn't laugh but again i'm glad you guys had a good time
2: um okay let's talk about some heinous shit (laughs) namely the mexican mexican housekeeper oh my god Dear God. I don't even understand what the joke is with her sometimes. She's like... The joke is that she's Mexican. It's just all racist humor. Like, just an endless parade of racist jokes with that character. It's not even like we get one gag about... One racist gag about the Mexican housekeeper. It's just like that character exists to be a never-ending like machine for racist humor. It's well,
1: it's, it's hard to say... Gross. It it all becomes racist humor because they contextualize her with her race, and really, she has no other character, really, to speak of. And then they pin, like, every crass joke that they want to put in the movie on her. So everything from fat jokes to toilet jokes to... Oh, yeah, uh, she flies off of a toilet. And so it's like... you know none of like the 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 scatological humor the uh fat stuff like none of that would be racist except for the fact that it's all been placed on this character who exists and is defined by race and nothing else
0: would you say so you know I, I'm saying? I, I propose that we I, I think you're right you're totally right but um I, I proposed at the end of the last episode when i uh chose this film that we go into this expecting a movie where no target is off limits you know kind of an equal opportunity offender which i I think from what I remember the first two scary movies were um did you feel like the casual racism, homophobia, misogyny, etc in this movie was was well balanced? Did did you feel like um how do I phrase this? Do you feel like the the movie is trying to make fun of everyone and everything or do you think it's a little bit uneven?
2: I mean, I didn't see any jokes at the expense of any other race. You know,
0: oh, there's blackface jokes in this. There's the jokes about the the. There's jokes about how you can't do blackface. There's jokes about how you can't do blackface. There's there's jokes about um, uh, uh the 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 husband is like he he like can't talk about the the apes that he's studying without sounding
2: racist. Um, the black ballet dancer does always like pole dance or like hip hop dance whenever she dances. So I guess there's some, some racist humor against black folks. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really know what the question is here. I don't know I don't know that equal opportunity justifies anything. Um,
0: I mean it's a matter of taste, but for me it's a lot easier to stomach that kind of humor if it's being directed at everyone and everything in the movie and not just singling certain types out. I I guess I felt it was disproportionate. Okay, cool. That's that's a valid answer. I did as well. Yeah. I just wanted to hear your guys' read
1: on it.
2: Yeah, I thought the that character, the, the housekeeper character was uniquely Caricatured. I agree. And More. it's
1: like, and it's like, um, I didn't get the sense that I get watching something like South park where there's a lot of targets for the humor mm-hmm. and they include, you know, a lot of punching up at like institutions and stuff too. Like it was kind of just like w- the only thing that comes up that is mocked to that degree is, is this woman and, and her ethnicity and her body type. Mm hmm. Yeah. which sadly is far from the first time
0: <laughs> that a character like this has appeared in in a comedy oh, yeah. um it's just Not even yet. in 2013 it's just such a worn out trope it's very lazy
2: yeah like she's first referred to what's the what's the sort of introductory joke there's something about someone says something about like a hairy creature or something i think maybe they're talking about the apes in the research lab or something mm. and someone like mistakes them for talking about the housekeeper lol because she's hairy oh it's, god i missed that i don't thankfully.
1: know i i just i just felt bad for the actress who had to you know suffer all sorts of uh, jokes about how gross she is but hey um, she got paid she um, auditioned for this role I guess she signed up for it. And also, you know, we signed up for it when we decided to watch Scary Movie 5. We knew we weren't going to be watching the most socially responsible film <laughs> exactly. in the Netflix yeah. library. So. I mean, she
2: signed up for it, yeah, but that also doesn't make it any better. I was thinking about that too, you know, just the, the history of these kind of racist roles and how, especially at a certain point for a, an actor yeah, of yeah. color, there were only these roles to play. And, you know, certainly it's gotten better with time, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about that a lot, like hmm. what was going through that person's head, that actor's actress's head as she was playing this role. And, you know, I don't know, just how you, I guess, compartmentalize yourself and and do the job that you want to do and i guess hope that you have a better role the next time or you know what maybe she didn't care i don't know it was yeah, just maybe was, she's
1: like it's a movie it's all it's you know a comedy what? movie i'll say this it though was, it uh, was
2: th- interesting to think about it is and
0: that's a really great point patrick that like yeah she signed up for it but like how many other roles were available for her at that time you know um right. i will say this she didn't seem to be having any fun
1: <laughs> that's my <laughs> takeaway <laughs> mm. yeah you don't mm. see her in the bloopers do you <laughs>
2: that's true no
0: oh poor girl
1: (laughs) yeah
2: that was that was kind of that was just sad I didn't like it didn't like it um Oh, I'm, I'm just looking at I mean I made like kind of a rough list of things that I did and didn't like the pretty much anything with the feral girl was really upsetting to me like all the gags with her were really gross, like the one where ah. she like sticks oh. a pop- popsicle stick up her ass and then just, snips it just unnecessary, <laughs> yeah,
0: upsetting yeah. I mean. I I hope you guys will agree with me here, but the worst thing about that for me is I do not want to think about a young girl jamming something up her ass. Like, I don't care if the joke is that, like, the stick smells like shit. That made me deeply uncomfortable yeah you could not get away with that today in 2021 <laughs> yeah i i oh. would
2: like to think not
1: <laughs> i don't but. know you could like yeah whenever you're involving young kids in, in this kind of humor it's always a little bit uh you know you're raising an eyebrow and i can only hope that they have good parents not stage parents who are <laughs> on set making sure the kids were comfortable with everything and explaining everything to them in an age-appropriate way that's the fiction i will i choose to live in
0: I'm trying to think of other pieces of this that were vaguely offensive to me. Um, I
1: think, I I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, but
0: I mean, like, like the really heinous shit. So I mean, uh, the the whole um, like Mexican standoff between Mac Miller and Snoop Dogg, I felt was pretty. What
1: I like that. You thought that was. What are you talking about? You thought that was offensive? I mean, it's you you think you think it's racist to portray Snoop Dogg as a gangster? I
0: don't think it's necessarily racist. It's more like it just. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the joke that like all rappers are just like thugs who carry around a billion guns. I don't know. I, I, mm. that, that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. I, I, uh, Maybe I'm just too sensitive. I'm not. I'm not going with you there. <laughs> okay. I
1: think that was fine. Okay. Okay. And I don't even know if that was the joke. I mean, I, they're not even really established as rappers. It's just that they—they're not even playing themselves. Well, they just happen to be rappers in the movie. But they're only—I <laughs> mean—they're only in the movie because they're recognizable, right? Sure.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, they are two rappers who are both known for smoking a lot of weed, and that's the that's the, that is the joke. Whether yeah, they're or not they're mo- their motivation Snoop is that they're Doug looking and for Mac weed. Miller. Oh my yeah. god, that giant joint! That was the so... giant joint was funny. You thought I that was funny? That. I was like that. Yeah. That would
0: have been funny in like an early '70s Woody Allen movie or like <laughs> Airplane or something in Sheet 2013. And
1: yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, uh, St- Stephen, uh, what are some comedies that you really enjoy? <laughs> that's a great question um I mean I'm trying to get i'm trying to get a barometer here I mean they're pretty f-
0: pretty far afield from this kind of thing I don't know ghost world is one of my favorite movies ever, and I laugh my ass off every time I watch it It's a very particular brand of humor though as Patrick can attest to I'm sure
2: yeah I almost wouldn't even call ghost world a comedy I love that movie though I mean i yeah i Obviously scary movie is not <laughs> like the height of comedy, but again, there were lots of things in this that I not only chuckled at, but laughed heartily at, you know. Same. So, you know. Same. I, I, and and there's also heinous shit in it. It was it was a real mixed bag. It was a real roller coaster. <laughs>
0: Um, oh, another great example, not that I'm on trial and have to defend myself, but I love Todd Solon's, like, that brand of, like, dark, fucked-up humor. Like, happiness is a deeply uncomfortable and offensive movie, and yet, if when I get on its level, I laugh pretty much start to finish. Um,
1: never heard of it, never heard of the director.
2: Okay, well, check it out. Very, very dark humor. Todd Solon's.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what else there's to say about this movie. A, I, yeah, few, I, I there's feel there's like few, we might be tapped out already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a few other scenes that I oh. liked, which I guess we can talk about in the spoiler room because uh, there's nothing to spoil. So I might as well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say something that's
2: fine i need to pee so we can talk about everything else in the spoiler room <laughs> okay. yeah I there's mean, not gonna there's not gonna be any spoilers down there y'all but we'll <laughs> we'll put the spoiler room break in just for structural reasons
0: i just want to say one of the reasons i chose this movie is because i just wondered what it would be like for us to sit down and talk about this kind of movie this like very loosely structured parody on the mm. show and, well, and it's you found out i found out it's been a lot of fun uh it's been a lot of fun so
2: uh, who do we want to start with patrick would you view, cue it or screw it uh, screw it i mean like i said obviously i did derive some gr- unexpected and great enjoyment from parts of this movie certain gags but it's 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 not good it's not good i couldn't recommend anybody see it mm-hmm. that's all i have to say really i'm gonna i'm going to go exploding fart my way into the bathroom now <laughs> All right, Chris, how would you rate this flick?
1: I'm going to give it a cue it. Um, You know, certainly not high cinema, but uh, I think I was on its level enough, and I thought it was funny enough. Like I said, the rate of the jokes is so fast and furious that... It, they, if you don't like what's on the screen or if you know you think someone's being treated unfairly on the screen wait 30 seconds it's going to be over and there's going to be a whole new setup a whole new skit and it's fine it's like very low attention commitment to, to watch this movie um, I, I like seeing jokes in a movie I like seeing things set up I appreciate the craft like there's things like you know it's so much of the movie is shot through like the paranormal activity cameras and they have a running uh, time to on the screen, but there's several times where, like, the counter is just moving like a minute or two every second, even though we're watching the things in real time. And it's like that was a decision somebody made that makes the whole thing just even more uh, absurd. So, yeah, you know, great. Uh, I it, it exceeded my expectations. I had more fun with this movie than I expected. Obviously, you're not missing anything in your life if you don't see it. I'd be very curious to watch the first couple scary movies, which I hear are much better than involve the Wayans brothers, who I like, and uh, see what those are like. So maybe someday. Steven. Uh, I'm going to give it a screw it. I don't think that's going to surprise anyone. I did chuckle
0: a few times, as I mentioned, but you know, mostly I felt like it was... I felt like the craft, like the direction was actually really solid. But I was kind of baffled by a lot of the films they chose to parody. Like, what the fuck is Rise of Planet of the Apes doing in this? Um, <laughs> mama, again, was still baffling to me. And the movie really leans into the, the mama of it all. Um, but I did appreciate... The Stabs at Black Swan, I thought that was, I love that movie, so it was kind of fun to see it parodied, and to see Aronofsky's filmmaking style parodied. but I don't know, it's been a long time since I've seen the first two scary movies, but one thing I can say for certain is that I enjoyed the, I, I appreciated the choices of the films they parodied a lot more, um, both contemporary and classic horror, I think there's a joke about the changeling in one of them, which is a super deep cut that <laughs> I definitely did not get at the time, um, it was murder <laughs> but but in the cast was also better you know the wayans brothers are really the ones who at least appear because there's like seven of them and i can't keep them straight but the ones who appear in those first two movies are like really funny when they're on their game anna Ferris is in both of those and i think she's one of the funniest people on the planet uh i guess what i'm saying is like the i felt like the cast in this film was pretty poor as well um
1: so, screw I, it. You know, I'm just saying I'd rather see this movie than see Seth Rogen and McLovin, like, dry, r- riding in a car, talking about <laughs> dating, which is, like, every comedy movie that comes out today. Yeah, disagree.
0: All right. Well, let's go down to the spoiler toilet and uh, continue this chat in a few minutes.
1: <laughs> the All spoil
2: right. it. <laughs> <Time> to- <laughs>
0: Time to blast off. (laughs) Alright, we'll see you down there in just a moment. Okay, welcome back. We're down here in the... The spoil as Patrick calls it.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: So many fart and poop jokes in this movie. What else do you guys want to talk about?
1: I want to talk about my favorite scene. Okay, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene, completely inexplicable, is... Again, we're watching this through, like, the surveillance cameras, the paranormal activity cameras, and for no reason the like the po- the pump from the swimming pool i knew
0: you were going to go there <laughs> that was so
1: chris <laughs> emerges from the swimming pool and like stop motion animation walks over to the gate of the of the pool <laughs> opens it up and like 10 more pool pumps come in and they have a party (laughs) and some vacuum cleaners show up Oh, Uh, vacuum cleaners
0: with like female figures
1: yeah and they're all drinking and they're playing beer pong and they're just trashing the pool deck and i was like whose idea was it to just have these pool pumps come to life it was and have so a party And
0: one of them is sucking a dog's dick off at one point <laughs> that happens
2: <laughs> yeah. dude that scene was so bizarre to me because i did not know what those things were i had oh, to really? look up what they were and i I just, I just it struck me as an interesting gag because i feel like you have to just like sort of be in a certain socioeconomic class or have had just certain life experience to get that joke at all because like i said i did not know what those devices were and i had to look up that they were pool dra- drains or pumps or whatever the hell they are see i that feel was, like they're, that was bizarre
0: i feel like they're kind of a tr- i think i got the joke because i think they are kind of a trope in these these like housebound found footage movies where like you, you see the static shot of the pool and there's just the little pool cleaner doing its job down there and they just turn it into a whole <laughs> gigantic mm. bit like i remember there was <laughs> oh. there uh, one of them was uh it was in thirteen cameras too. I think they kept going to shots of the pool and like the little things just like oh, roving yeah. around at the bottom.
1: Um, that's, like completely, that's meaningless. Might be where they're coming from. Yeah, I, I, I have to admit, I've never seen a Paranormal Activity movie.
0: Oh, really? Hmm.
1: I own the first one on Blu-ray, but I uh, have not seen it. Too scared. I don't want to be like one of those guys in the movie theater and the, the night vision on the camera on the on the commercials who's spilling my popcorn. Oh, they were so...
0: I saw the first three in theaters, and every single one of them was a fucking blast to watch with the crowd. yeah, People were screaming, they were yelling oh, back at the screen, it was good. great. Good. Yeah, I think
2: I've seen most of those. I, I feel like I've seen at least, like, five paranormal activity movies. God,
1: are there more than that?
2: Yeah, I think there's, like, seven or something. Holy
1: fuck. There's nothing better than watching the the, the right type of horror movie in a theater where people are animated about the movie and there's a right way and a wrong way to do it like i want people to be engaged with the film i don't want to be watching the conjuring and have a couple of high schoolers like making out and giggling next to me um <laughs> but as long as they're interfacing with what's on the screen can't get enough um i remember i mean this during one of my favorite moments in, in like in a theater ever
0: was i think during paranormal activity three somebody just kept shouting that bitch is floating over and over and over (laughs) again like at least five
2: times
0: (laughs) and they were right behind me and i was like laughing along with them like they were scared but also amused by the special effects it was it was a delight
1: I saw The Prodigy in theaters, uh, which I think I talked about on the show once, uh, with Movie MoviePass, rest <laughs> in peace. Oh, wow, that's and, a blast from the past. <laughs> and there were only a few people in the theater. It was the night it came out, and The Prodigy is about a, basically a serial killer who's reincarnated into a little boy, um, and the boy gets creepy. And there's a scene where the, the creepy kid comes into the mom's room and is like... Can I sleep with you tonight? And someone in the back of the theater says, Oh, hell no. You sleep in the dog cage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this story is secondhand, but um, I, a former friend of ours, Paul, uh, who Patrick, at least Patrick will remember, maybe Chris, his mom always had fucking wild stories about the 70s and
2: 80s and especially with did you bring paul up on the live stream the other day too i feel like paul has been coming up on the podcast a lot lately for some reason yeah that's weird i hope he doesn't listen um
0: but, (laughs) but his his mom was like such a such a treat and always had these like long winding stories kind of like that's probably where i get it from i spent a lot of time with her when i was an adolescent and um she saw nightmare on elm street three dream warriors and i don't remember what the scene was but somebody yelled at the screen i think freddie was approaching a female and like trying to doing something gross with his tongue and somebody yelled out don't do it no man is worth it (laughs) (laughs) wow i wasn't even there and i still think of that every once in a while and chuckle to myself i miss movie theaters guys i think that's what we're trying to say here
1: yeah. yeah, I mean one one of my favorite YouTube videos, and and who knows how authentic this is? Is the like you know the video that supposedly someone smuggled a tape recorder into the uh, into Halloween when it was in theaters? Oh, I've
0: seen that. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> people are just losing their fucking mind. And there's just
0: there's one guy who's just like smiling, <laughs> like enjoying, like genuinely enjoying himself, what? and everyone's no, screaming no, around I, him. Oh yeah, well you can't see anything. It's just audio thing. recording.
2: Oh, I've seen. Yeah, we're talking about the original Halloween.
0: Yeah, no, I think I've seen a video or like a mm. sixteen well, millimeter
1: something. I, I no, I've seen they they've, they've synced up an audio recording to to the video. Oh, like, okay, okay, yeah, like Michael Myers oh. sits up and everyone is like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like they're <laughs> legitimately distraught. And yeah. I believe it in 1978 or whenever
0: that was. I'm sure that movie was scary as fuck.
1: I know. I just like what's gonna be? What's gonna be? I want the experience. I want to be like that, amazed and scared by movie magic again. And I don't know if it's if it's gonna happen again. We're we're long past the the days of the train pulling into the station making you run out of the theater. We're long past the days of of me losing my mind when Michael Myers sits up. I just
0: what about? Okay, I, I can know. think of. I've had uh, I've had several experiences that are comparable to that.
1: I'm not enough of a nerd to scream when Captain America grabs the hammer
0: <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, did you see Blair Witch Project in the theater? No, I, dude, I was like seven years old. Oh, I saw it. I saw it at a drive-in. It scared the <laughs> Ten years flying old. fuck out of me. It was. It was exactly like what you see in those crowd reaction videos. Everyone's screaming the whole time. It was wow. great. Uh, the first Paranormal Activity. You know, famously, they marketed that movie with crowd reaction footage. I think only. Um, and it was like. I hope, and it so, was, I hope
1: they come up with something new. I'm. I'm looking for the next best thing. When
0: I saw Hereditary, people were screaming.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. It felt like
0: like we were seeing a horror that we'd never seen before. But yeah, these kinds of films, I think by nature, just come along very rarely.
2: Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about like experiences we've had where the audience was super into it, I mean, when I saw Get Out, the audience was super invested, like vocally in a really fun way. Um, Of course, Infinity War and Endgame were crazy to see in the theater on opening night with a crowd. Um, As far as movies that like, just had a visceral impact on me paranormal activity absolutely i've talked about that on this podcast before i'm sure but i was one of i think like four people in the theater but man that fucked me up um us yeah had me just i was like literally shaky when i walked out of us um dark night <clears throat> man that was a that i'll never forget seeing that in the theater seeing the end of that in the theater and just being like what <laughs>
0: I remember Um, two that were really, I haven't thought about these movies in forever, and they're kind of similar um, thematically, but Teeth and Hard Candy were two movies I saw in a theater where like everyone was losing their goddamn minds. I had to walk out of Hard Candy, and, you know, like, I, I used to wonder, you see this trope in movies where, like, somebody's, like, really stressed and they splash water on their face, and it's like, does anyone ever actually do that? <laughs> I had to do that, because I wow. was so flushed and, like, sick feeling during uh, the climactic moment of Hard Candy.
2: Dude, uh, actually, relating back to Scary Movie 5, remember when we were talking about that?
0: <laughs> I'd rather not. um
2: i walked out of black swan for a minute actually i had forgotten about this until just now I, this was at a point in my life where i i my anxiety issues were snowballing but it was before mm. a point where i actually realized i had anxiety and so yeah. i would have a really hard time like watching movies and theaters in general it was just a weird trigger for me but specifically like when she starts picking feathers out of her skin i couldn't handle it and oh, i had yeah. to leave and come back
1: Hmm.
0: That's a very, very stressful that's, movie. I remember having a similar experience
1: with it. That. <laughs> that's all good stuff. I don't know if it's quite what I'm talking about when I say I'm looking for something. Like, like I'm looking for uh, something that it, that people don't have a context for. Like, I feel like that's what you get when you listen to that tape of Halloween. Like, where people just, like... This was the a man who you thought was dead sitting back up is the scariest fucking thing you've ever seen. Or the end of Carrie, right? Like
0: it's, or, a, it's such a it's been parodied to death at this point. But people lost their fucking minds when her hand reaches out of the grave at the end. But I think yeah, some of the yeah.
2: movies we're talking about here kind of fit that template. Like I mean, uh, Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity are both kind of in that ballpark because there was legitimate. Uh, you know sort of uh uncertainty and a lot of obfuscation around whether or not those were real you know yes. whether those were genuinely documentaries yeah. and I, I mean i think by the time of paranormal activity I, I i think there was a lot more um kind of confusion about whether it was real or not with blair witch but there was still enough with paranormal activity where people were like what is this you know yeah and I mean, I, I, I feel like Infinity War also kind of hits that spot, too, because no one went in that movie expecting to watch half of the Avengers die in the in the last five minutes. You know, so I, th- I think some of the things we're close. talking about fit.
1: Yeah, that's probably as close as I've come in my life as I as I hate to uh, hate to give Marvel credit on that one. But yeah, the, the ending of Infinity War did hit different. <laughs>
0: I like yeah. a movie that makes me feel unsafe. Like I'm not in safe hands, you know, like a like a Texas chainsaw massacre sort of thing where it's like I know this is a movie, but I'm having a hard time convincing myself of that every few
1: minutes. <laughs> I didn't start watching Saw movies until in the theater until Saw 4 was in theaters, but I remember people saw Saw 3 in the theaters that I knew, and like people were having medical emergencies in the theater. They had to stop the film, turn on the lights, bring in a stretcher, give everyone a free voucher because people couldn't handle that movie, and they were like blacking out. Damn. Ooh, what saw about-
2: 4, you said?
1: Saw three. I oh, three. I started watching saw movies in the theater uh, with Saw four. Do you guys remember when Cloverfield came out and
0: people were uh, because it was all like handheld footage and people were like puking and passing out and being carried out as well. Like yeah. that was a pretty yeah. big kind of event movie, a sort of seismic shift in filmmaking
1: as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that was a really awesome tangent. Actually,
1: <laughs> I, but, you know what? Maybe maybe the next format. Uh, uh, novelty will have to do with, like, VR or something. Yeah, I don't know. Is is JC working on that? Probably. Yeah, that was an
0: honest question. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't trolling.
1: I I feel like if if James Cameron decided to pivot to, like, if James Cameron wanted to make the scariest horror movie, straight horror movie that he could possibly make, it'd be terrifying.
0: I would love, honestly, not a huge James Cameron fan, I would love to see his attempt at that. I think you're right. I think he could pull it off. Um. yeah whatever happened to D-Box you guys remember D-Box 4D it's still
2: around man I don't know who actually pays for it but it still exists <laughs> I, I, my, my I, I don't think I've ever watched a D-Box movie
1: my plan for the premiere of pizza face killer is i'm gonna have confederates in the screening with ziploc bags with hot pizza in them and then like halfway through the movie when the pizza face killer is on the loose they're gonna open the ziploc bag and the whole theater is gonna start smelling like pizza oh my
0: god speaking of comedies that i like I love that you chose the word confederates
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what a magician calls it when when oh. you have people in the audience who are cooperating with you gotcha I'm not talking about, like, uh, you know, (laughs) soldiers
0: from Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) This is another answer to... Chris's question earlier when he was interrogating me about being joyless. Um, a comedy that I love. <laughs> a comedy that I absolutely love and Patrick I know you do too, Waiting for Guffman. Remember the scene where he was oh, talking yeah. about he did that production of Backdraft and they would like light <laughs> pieces of paper on fire and blow it yeah. through the vents and everyone just, <laughs> yeah. you just get a little little poke, little poke on the face and like the whole theater burned
2: down. <laughs> oh my god. That's
0: immersive cinema for you there.
2: Uh I rewatched that fairly recently, what a treasure <laughs> okay back to scary movies <laughs> yes, five please. though here's the one scene that i I wanted to mention that I didn't get a chance to in our our first uh, segment, but maybe the scene where uh, the movie most hammers us over the head with the specific era that it was made in is the the lesbian sex scene between our hero and like the heroine oh. and the ballerina oh who's like chasing her spot in the ballet repeatedly the ashley tisdale keeps like looking down between her legs and it's just like pop culture figure after pop culture figure figure from 2013 pops up like tiger woods shows up between her legs and then ted like the seth MacFarlane voiced bear <laughs> from the movie ted shows up and who else there's like a couple others that are just like oh my god the string of references well, I, I did
1: like the tiger wood again a tiger woods impersonator yeah. of course i did one. like yes. the, i did like the tiger woods impersonator like just he's wearing his red shirt and his hat and he's like mind if i play through <laughs>
0: Oh God! So though stupid. there's there's literally a woman munching on a piece of carpet that pops yeah. up at one point. Ugh. There's a shot of two pairs of scissors colliding with each other. There's I actually did laugh at this. Okay, that's five laughs. The shot of the there's like a model train tunnel and you hear a train coming and it just gets ran with another tunnel.
2: You know what? That was actually at the point I I had reached like terminal i don't know i i I had just been kind of ground down by the movie at that point and when that happened there was my 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 mental reaction to it was so strange because i simultaneously went okay that wasn't what i expected and i guess it's kind of funny but i also almost had an out-of-body experience where i could just (laughs) see my own stone face because my my facial reaction did not change i did not laugh i had no outward reaction and also at the same time i was like, okay that's kind of funny why am i not reacting to this but it was just i think at that point the movie had just worn me down <laughs> you were and gassed like just end it i was gassed like McGregor. exactly
0: yeah because it's you know films are shot at 24 frames a second this movie is 24 jokes a second it's exhausting after a while
2: <laughs> <laughs> but i think it was just the bad jokes at that point had had worn me down yeah. actually i don't know that was a strange experience
1: you just gotta let the bad jokes Wash over you like a wave It's like it's like. um Well they were, that's I think exactly what was happening It was
2: just the jokes had no Impact on me at that point, even the good ones
1: Yeah, you're gonna get exhausted If you try to lean into every wave I don't know, like I said, I, I was able to filter out Filter out the noise And laugh at the signal And all in all, you know I would watch Scary Movie 4 I would watch Scary Movie 6 if there is one There's not
0: Unfortunately.
1: Well, I would I would make scary movie
0: six. <laughs> I think you would do a really good job, actually.
1: There, there was a uh, there was an Insidious reference that I thought was funny, uh, a little 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 um, subtle. But when Cat Williams shows up to be the psychic of the house, he mm-hmm. puts on a gas mask like Lin oh, Shea yeah. does in Insidious.
0: Oh, so I read on the Wikipedia that Insidious was one of the films they parodied, and I I don't know. I mean, we have this ongoing, or I have this ongoing thing. Reconfuse, Insidious, and Sinister, and other films with adjective titles.
1: Um, um, they spoof Sinister, too, really? I think, because they had the the girl coming out of the cardboard box, right? Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. a
0: Sinister thing. Don't remember that. Layers, man. A lot of layers in this movie.
1: <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm just looking through my, my list of uh, editorial cartoons from 1998. Yeah. <laughs> Find something that that hits, like, one of these jokes (laughs) in Scary Movie Far. Like, uh, here we got one. There's Uncle Sam, and he's looking haggard, and he's reading a piece of paper that says 105th Congress budget, and he says, yes, I finally got a balanced budget. And then behind him there's some smoke and some fire, and it says record $16 billion trade deficit. (laughs) Man, that is some New Yorker-level shit oh that just that just hits
2: dude remember like when balancing the budget was actually a thing like i remember clinton talking about balancing the budget we don't even talk about balancing oh, the no, budget. oh no because the
0: money is fake and we finally acknowledged it it doesn't mean anything yeah there's, there's no budget there's no deficit there's you know all well, right well, what do
2: we watch next time
0: oh wow we're just gonna shut it down like that i guess we have to though i i
2: i mean do we have anything else to say about this
1: by the time I check out and start reading my book of nineteen ninety eight political cartoons instead of like listening to you guys, it's time to move on. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, so let's fire up uh, the cyber wheel. We've got every horror movie on Netflix loaded into a cybernetic wheel of death, and uh, it's going to tell us. We don't get to pick this time. It's going to tell us yeah, what I, movie I, we're watching next time.
2: And I feel like maybe we should re-explain this, because like, based on the live stream the other night, I feel like people don't know how we choose movies anymore, but we Some take turns. Some people don't
1: know the basic conceit of People show. ask <laughs> me
0: about it all the time. Like I talk about the show with friends and colleagues um, at my own peril, and- that is the number one question I get. Number two is, what does Amon mean? What is an Amon movie?
1: Well, that's a that's a secret. We don't tell anyone what Amon stands for. <laughs> but
2: It stands uh, for every horror movie on Netflix, you dum-dums. But the first time but, I was
0: asked that question, I understood
1: their confusion.
0: Because I was like, we just say it so casually that people might not put it together that that's an acronym. Yeah.
2: Anyway.
1: W- well, um... We started off going in alphabetical order, a very systematic way to watch every horror movie on Netflix. Um, now, what we do uh, for the benefit of the listeners and our own mental health is <laughs> yep. we we alternate choosing one, um, but then to you know we can't just watch movies we want to watch, so every. When we've all picked a movie, we spin the wheel, the wheel picks a random movie for us, and then we go back to our rotation of picking. So so
2: we go, Chris picks, Patrick picks, Stephen picks, and then the wheel picks, and then it repeats.
0: And every yep. every once in a while, there's like a special event movie that we break the order to cover as well. Yeah. Uh, but Chris, I like that you mentioned we can't just watch stuff we want to watch because the element of torture is inherent in this journey. Like we are, we're not <laughs> supposed to be having fun all the time or really at all.
1: <laughs> and and really, you know, some of our favorite movies that we've discovered have been movies that we had to watch. It's true. Um, it's true. You know, we would have never, we would have never watched Creep Two, uh, especially after watching Creep One.
2: Well, and I mean, even when we do pick the movies ourselves, I think there's still at least some element of picking weird things. I mean, it's not always just like, oh, my God, I really want to watch this movie you know, we definitely still pick random ass things and things that we know are not going to be good, like Scary Movie Five.
0: Yes, I uh, like a little little inside baseball, maybe. But uh, we had to re-edit the end of the last episode because I thought that this was the first Scary Movie because of the way that it was displayed on Netflix. I did not want to watch Scary Movie
1: Five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, are you guys ready to spin the cyber wheel? Yes. All Let right, it roll. So give it a spin here, Mecha Wheel, if you will. Roll me away. All right. <laughs> it's going. It's spinning. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh boy. We are going to watch and I think the name of this movie is just hilarious. The Vatican Tapes. Okay. I've I've seen that on the list before. Vatican Tapes. A young woman hospitalized for an infected wound becomes possessed by a satanic force. Uh, that will take a priest and two exorcists to defeat. I, I, Not what I expected from Vatican tapes. Who would have thought it would be a, an exorcism movie? Yeah, who would have thought? Um,
0: mm, we're going to need
2: Father Amor to get just, through this one. I was just
0: going to say, God, I fucking hate possession movies.
1: We've talked about that quite a bit on the show before. I'll try and suck it up for this one. You know then. what? Maybe it, could, it might throw us a, a surprise. You never know. Never know. One can only hope.
0: All right. Well, guys, it's been fun. Uh, Patrick, you want to do your spiel?
2: Yes. If you have nothing better to do with your time after you finish listening to this episode, we will beseech you to use some of that time to go to everyhorrormovieonnetflix.com. We've got our merch store out there where you can buy T-shirts and coffee mugs and other goods and sundries with every horror movie on Netflix art on them uh, also use some of that spare time on your hands to uh go review us on your podcast provider of choice tell a friend about us subscribe you know write every horror movie on netflix on a deck of 250 index cards and strew them through them <laughs> that's not a word
0: I know where um, I know where you were trying to go. Though.
2: Fling them, fling them as you drive down the street of your hometown. Let them be strewn about. Let them be. Allow them to be strewn. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh,
0: allow no. them to be strewn,
2: and once you allow them to be strewn about your city your state the nation the world go follow us on your social media platform of choice or you know maybe multiple social media platforms of choice we're at amon cast which stands for e-h-m-o-n every horror movie on netflix cast dummy what
0: does cast stand for don't say dummy the the first person that asked me this question is one of the smartest people i know
2: oh i'm just joking i'm just having a having a little was it me did i ask it wasn't either of you (laughs) but yeah do all that stuff that's the spiel goodbye
0: also no I just want to say we do not condone littering Patrick all this this strewing about index cards
2: is very unethical use, use compostable paper which all paper is compostable you dummy
1: <laughs> Okay bye oh, I got one. I got one right here it oh, says for god's sake says, television television and there's a low resolution it's very low resolution picture explain your this is an
2: editorial cartoon contextualize this it's
0: also a very visual gag and this is a podcast yeah yeah yeah. The,
1: the, the panel says television and there's a kind of a low low uh it's a pixelated version of a overflowing garbage can and then the next panel says High definition television and it's a clearer picture of the same overstuffed garbage can. So television a, is garbage. What a knee slapper! That, wow. that is that. Who who would have made that joke? That, that is TV's some nuanced trash. shit. <laughs> that, is, that that is Pulitzer Prize winning piece of art right there.
0: All right. Well, thanks for sharing that, Chris. Love you guys. See you next or see you in two weeks. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Aim on out.